Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jim Wagner, the president of SEAL Software, a leader in enterprise contract analytics. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hey, great, Ari. Good morning. Good morning. It's a privilege to speak with you today. So tell us about your background and your role at SEAL Software. I started my career practicing law in the 1990s, and then in 2000 made a transition providing technology solutions back to the legal community, and have been doing that for the last 20 years. At SEAL, I serve as president of the company, and I'm very fortunate in the perspective that in my role, I get to spend a great deal of time interacting directly with our clients, hearing from them about their wishes, about the outcomes that they want to achieve. And then I'm also fortunate in that I get to spend a great deal of time with our CTO and our chief product officer, making sure that we have great alignment with our product roadmap and what those clients are seeking. I also started practicing law in the 90s, and it sounds like such a long time ago when you say it like that. I know. So how has AI now come of age for contract review? When we talk about practicing law in the 90s, obviously we've come a long way in terms of technology. I'm fortunate in that I get to go back to my law school and teach a class once a semester. And one of the questions that's come up is specifically, where are we with AI? And really focusing on where are we in terms of the ethical implications? Are there ethical implications around the use of technology? And obviously the ABA has stepped in a great deal. And where are we with AI and contracts and the law? So interestingly enough, Ari, the ethical question five years ago might have been, is it permissible to use technology to analyze contracts? Let's say you're doing M&A due diligence and you want to know, is there a change of control clause here or what are my termination rights? The ethical question five years ago might have been, is it permissible to use technology in lieu of a human review or to aid a human review? And what I would say is, is that today the market has changed so significantly that the ethical question that has to be asked is, is, is it ethical to undertake a due diligence review and not leverage technology and not use AI to facilitate that? That's how much the market has changed. What's the current demand now for contract analytics software? I'll segregate the market into a couple of different buckets, and then we'll walk through it. One is in the world of mergers and acquisitions and due diligence, I think more often than not, the default is that technology and artificial intelligence should be used to facilitate that review. And you see one law firm after another making a press release saying that they've incorporated some type of AI into their practice. So I think that's happening for certain. Our market is enterprise contract analytics, and that means we're focused on the global 2000 and delivering contract analytics for them, both for their legal operations, but also directly for the line of business. The adoption rates within those marketplaces are really, really extraordinarily high. We're seeing companies going from sticking their toe in the water and saying, let me undertake some type of pilot to where I think the roadmap for our clients is that they will be using artificial intelligence 
for every contract in their organization within the next three years. That's the roadmap that we're seeing pretty clearly. The last bit of the roadmap is using artificial intelligence for negotiation. That's a relatively new endeavor, but it's a logical conclusion. And that is lawyers who are using artificial intelligence for their due diligence at a law firm or global enterprises, the, the ones that we work with, who use artificial intelligence to analyze their portfolios of signed contracts are sort of scratching their heads and saying, now, wait a minute, if I can have AI help me analyze the contracts that have been signed and tell me what's there from a risk and compliance perspective or revenue or cost perspective, why can't I use that same AI to help me negotiate my contracts more effectively? This is a relatively new territory, but in fact, I think this will be the area that will take off faster than any other is helping companies negotiate better contracts faster. What should potential users of contract analytics software recognize before leveraging this technology? One is that AI is not a magic bullet. You're not going to have AI read every sentence, every word of every contract and eliminate the need for human intervention. That just doesn't happen. And it won't happen for a very, very long time. So the first thing that would-be users should recognize is that AI is going to do incredible things. It's going to help them review their contracts more quickly. It's going to recognize whether contracts are based off of a template or whether that template has been modified, whether they're non-standard, non-compliant clauses. There's a lot that can be done. But with that said, there's still a fair bit of human intervention that's required. That's one aspect of it. And then the second one, Ari, that has nothing to do with AI, but has everything to do with how you look at your, I'm going to use the term, capital C contract. And that is understanding that in most cases, a contract is not actually a single document. Our large clients, for example, we do work with a global telecom. Their typical customer agreement may consist of 20 or more documents. So you'll have a master agreement, you'll have work orders, you'll have amendments, you'll have SLAs, you might have data privacy addenda. You have just an entire collection of documents that constitute one contract right? If there's not good hygiene around that up front, when it comes time to asking even the most basic question, can I terminate this agreement? Well, when that end user goes to analyze whether they can terminate an agreement, what they're really looking at is 20-something documents, 30-something documents. And there has to be a fair bit of planning and hygiene up front. And if that doesn't exist, there are a lot of downstream challenges that even with AI, we can read the contracts, But having them together in a logical fashion is still a significant challenge, and we need our customers to appreciate that up front. How do your clients balance the participation of the professionals in their organizations with the software? The intersection of people, process, and technology is age old. And one of the things that happens when you introduce AI is that you have to have some change management, right? As I said earlier, the technology can do an enormous amount. It can really do a lot of heavy lifting, but we have to have people interact with that technology. That may be looking at the results. It may be clarifying items where we might have conflicting results. It might be taking the output and generating dashboards and analytics. There are any number of different intersection points. One of the things that we tried to to focus on, particularly over the last 12 months, is 
bringing our AI directly into our end users workflow. And so last fall we introduced Feel Now and we'll be really sort of going all in on that front here this year. But we introduced Feel Now, which brings our AI directly into Microsoft Word and eliminates the need for our clients to learn a new interface. That's pivotal for our business and it's pivotal for our end users because what we're trying to do is avoid a scenario where our end users are having to learn a new platform, where they're having to undertake massive change management, but instead we're bringing AI directly into the environments where they work. And I think that's gonna be transformational for us and for our clients as we interact directly with them where they want to do their work. What's been the biggest surprise to you in the legal industry's journey toward digital transformation? As you know, the legal industry is slow to change. It's absolutely not an industry where you're gonna see lawyers get out in front of other industry technology trends. That's just not the way the legal community works. I think the most pleasant surprise has been that large law firms and corporate legal departments have come to appreciate the fact that if they don't incorporate technology and do so relatively quickly, that they won't be competitive, that they will not be perceived well for a law firm by their external clients and corporate legal department by their internal clients. There's a lot of pressure within every organization to execute digital transformations, and I don't think that the legal community wants to be left behind. That has been incredibly positive. The second piece of that is the codification of this mindset. And what we're seeing is, is from the ADA and from other jurisdictions is increased pressure on lawyers from an ethical perspective to be mindful of appropriate technologies, to be conversant, to be skilled, and to incorporate those technologies into their practices. That has been surprising and incredibly positive. So I think those are very positives that candidly, if you and I were speaking 10 years ago, I don't think either one of us would have expected. Speaking of that, how have you seen the competitive landscape and the market for artificial intelligence-based software evolve? So we've been in the business for 10 years and we're focused exclusively on the enterprise, which puts us in a little bit of a unique position because we're really the only contract AI platform that's out there that is focused exclusively on serving the global 2000. And so holding a little bit of a unique position, but without question, every week, I mean, you can look at industry publications, but every week, every couple of weeks, there is a new quote competitor on the block coming to the table and saying, we can deliver AI in the world of contracts. And so we see a lot of newcomers in this space. Most of those are focused on servicing law firms, which is great because the law firm community needs support and they need to come along on this journey. In the enterprise world, I don't want to say that we're lonely out there. We certainly have folks who will come to compete with us, but because of our unique focus and our scale, we hold a little bit of a unique position and we certainly want to make sure that we continue to hold on to that spot. Where do you see this sector headed? There was a uh, poll that came out recently, I think both Clock and ACC have reinforced the fact that AI is forthcoming 
and that the legal community as a whole sees contract analysis being the first ground where AI will truly prove to be game-changing and effective. And that's great. There's a consensus out there as to the value of AI in contract analysis. And the reason for that, pretty plainly and simply, is because it actually works. This is not magic. It's not a black box where you have no idea of what's happening. Contracts can be analyzed using certain language parameters, using certain trends. There's a certain dance that almost every contract negotiant follows, and there's a pattern that these documents follow. And with that as background, our clients, we are seeing, yep, this is a good solution. This actually can work. So it's a very positive time to be in AI and contracts. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jim Wagner, the president of SEAL Software, a leader in enterprise contract analytics. Jim, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.